On 1116 Borda. Welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle, ladies and gentlemen. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Hey, and thanks to our SEN call team, Ed Wyatt, Grant Brebner and Jonathan Howcroft. Uh, look, they sounded like they were enjoying themselves when uh, Frunyut scored the goal in 19th minute to pretty much seal the deal against uh, Melbourne City 1-0. Uh, Melbourne City versus Western Sydney Wanderers 1-0. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Warren Diego, you're in the house. Welcome to you. Yes, and I was there tonight, and can I say it... Um you got a sweat up just watching, so I can't imagine what the players were feeling because <laughs> yeah. it was uh, very humid there tonight. But uh, good crowd, good atmosphere, good game because a win is a good game. <laughs> it's a good game. Warren's happy. Carlos, how are you going? How are you there, Rodrigo? How are you, Warren? And hello, listeners out there. I don't know, mate. Uh, I think there's some question marks oh, we need no. to be asking <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> Firstly, good crowd? Was it a good crowd? I said good atmosphere. You said good crowd, oh, too. So what's your definition pa- of a Pedro good crowd? Pedro on the panel, please pull the tape. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just asking. Rodrigo right. and I are in the studio. We're studying the game, and every now and again we're thinking, how many people can, reckon you? Can yeah. the people out there that barrack for Melbourne Victory, who love getting on my goat in the first hour of shows of Melbourne City, can they get it away in the first half an hour? If you're going to have a go at the crowd, how disappointing no, they were, you blah, 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 You brought it up blah, by blah. saying what you did. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have brought what it up. What did I say? But the big, I think the big question tonight, three points is great. It is And great. we've already oh, got yeah, uh, yep. on, on Twitter, uh, Philip uh, Dalidarkis has already yep. said it wasn't pretty, but three points is pretty exciting. So, yes, it was a good enough performance. Um, and by the way, thank you to John Zulian because he came up with the hotline too, which we'll be uh, declaring in a moment. But uh, I think I just wonder whether that's a sentiment of most City fans out there. Was it just the three points that mattered tonight? Mm. Uh, did it matter that they didn't play well? Uh, sorry, not that they didn't play well; they played okay, uh, but they certainly weren't, you know, completely convincing in front of goals as far as the score lines was concerned. Was it, did it did it matter at all that they weren't playing absolutely fantastic football and ripped? Uh, this uh, West Sydney Wanderers team apart. Uh, it won't, it won't matter, Carlos. To come it, through and challenge no, no, it. it won't matter because you've started the sentiment. It wouldn't matter as far <laughs> as you're concerned. You'd always find the glass half empty in Melbourne City. It doesn't matter. Well, they could win 5-0 and you'd say, oh, you know, they've got, they've got too much money and it's not fair and they've got worldwide recruiting that means they've got an advantage. If they win a Dower 1-0 game, oh, they're not performing well enough for the quality of players they've got and blah, blah, blah. So it won't matter. You'll just spend the next two hours glass half empty, finding whatever it is to find about Melbourne City that supposedly you're not happy with. If this was Melbourne Victory, Carlos, and you know it, <laughs> if this was Melbourne Victory, you would be, you would be saying, oh, gee, there's another three points in the bank. <laughs> You know, Kevin doesn't matter the boys, how they get them. Doesn't matter how at this part of the season, it's just 
getting the wins in the bank, blah, 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 but not Melbourne City. Unbelievable. Uh, hasn't started yet. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to take your calls tonight, 9429-1116. You, our listeners, will create the mood of tonight's no, meeting. No, Carlos has tried to. 9429-1116. <laughs> or you can send us a text message on 433 98 11 16. It was Melbourne City 1, Western Sydney Wanderers 0. Frunia scored an absolute beauty in the 19th minute. At Amy Park in tough, tough conditions. What did you say the weather was? Warren, 29 degrees. Yeah, yeah, and I felt it. Mm. Like, you know on those rare nights where you sit outside, you're doing absolutely nothing, <laughs> and you start sweating up in a various range of places. That's what it was like. <laughs> Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Thanks to our sponsors. And off the text message already, the coach is a genius. <laughs> Talking about Michael Vakana. Actually, I don't know, and I may have, may have misheard because I was only half paying attention to Tim, but I actually think the jury's out as to whether he knows the coach's first name. <laughs> well, he referred to him as Volcanus in his post-match. <laughs> and that's what you tend uh, to I do. Think, I think he called him Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Volcanus. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just thought I heard him say you Tommy. May, I didn't, Carlos, but yeah. uh, maybe. He did say, just said Volcanus, <laughs> which is very interesting. And well, that means he's got authority already because you're just using yeah, his surname. True. Yeah. 94291116. Looking forward to your calls tonight. Um, it was a hot night, as I said. Still looking for the crowd number. Don't don't tend to uh, get them a lot during the uh, Melbourne. And what are you trying Melbourne to say City by games? that? I'm Rodrigo? not sure, Warren. I'm You're not, not sure. sure. Not sure. What did you, you think sure the crowd was? Because you were there. I tonight. thought it was about the same as the last game. Right, which was what, about, about eleven, 11 thousand. thousand. Yeah, yeah, it looked about that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Which is a good crowd. What's, what's happening on Twitter, Carlos? Have you got uh, anything to say? Well, we, we've got the big hotline tonight. Of the course. Call is already the lining what up. Is yes, it? and the hotline, thanks to John Zulian, uh, is it the hot, hot, hot in the city hotline? Definitely. Yes. All right, let's go we'll, with we'll, that. We'll just, we'll just shorten it a bit. Yeah, hot we, the should, city uh, hotline. we should get a bit of Billy Idol to uh, <laughs> introduce the hotline coming out of the next break. 9429-1116. With a rebel yell. 16. Give us a call tonight, 9429-1116. And uh, right off the top, let's go to Snapper. On Port Phillip Bay, very nice place to be tonight. G'day, Snapper, and welcome to the final whistle. Good evening, gents. Happy New Year, first of all. Same, Same to you, you Snapper. Same to you. Uh, Warren, I, have to, I agree with you. Um, it was a tough night tonight, and credit to Western Sydney. Um, you know, they've, they've obviously come here for the three points, and, and you know they've got a quality lineup. Um, let's show no disrespect towards them. They've got some good players, well, and quality players in there. But you know, when the red card happened. Um, I, I thought maybe we'll go on to win it, but when you win ugly, it shows the character of the team that you that you can do whatever that you can that you can win those those games where where it's not pretty and it's not nice. And tonight we showed a lot of character and it was really really good. Um, Franich and Rose were fantastic up on the wings, running from defence to attack. It was really good to see that. Um, I mean, having Jakobsen back was a was a huge bonus. Um, because, you know, Wanderers looked for ways to get in, but Jakobsen in, in their faces really stopped it. Um, I, I, look, I, I saw a lot of positives tonight. Um, look, I don't know whether it's JVS going and, and you know, um, Michael uh, Volcanus coming in. I, I don't know what it is, but I think that, they, that this playing group has the capability to do whatever they want. If they, if they want to win the league, they can win the league. They can win the grand finals. They can play in Asia next year. Um, tonight, that they can do that. And if they bring this effort every week, we'll go a long way. It's simple as that. You know, it hasn't been there for the last five weeks. I don't know why. We, no one knows why. But tonight, you know, it was a full-strength squad and really, it, it looked really good. And it, 
for Bazanis, I was I was really happy that he had a clean sheet tonight. The defence worked well, but he'd done really well in two massive saves, one in the first half, one in the second half. So, I mean, you know, as a Melbourne City person, I'm really happy. And I, I couldn't fault the effort tonight. And when you win ugly, it shows that, you know, that the team's bonding together and you will push through and do whatever it takes to get the three points. And that's all that matters tonight. So, yeah, thanks for your call, Snow. And I would say to, to you that... I actually felt that they were better than ugly in the um, in the first half. I thought they there was a reaction from the playing group, and I thought they played really, really well in the first thirty minutes of the game and had lots of opportunity. I think that the sending off, in some ways, changed the momentum a little bit, not in a positive way for Melbourne City. And I'm, that's counterintuitive and probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But they weren't as good when they were playing against 10 men as they were, I thought, for the first 30 minutes of the game. So no, I thought you got a response. It forces West Sydney to start actually not being so expansive. And because they started you know, uh, being a bit more compact and trying to get people on the break, I think they played better themselves because of that. Um, but I suppose a question, and Stapper, I might throw it to you, mate, uh, if you're still there. Um, I, I think the question throughout the whole game was there's no doubt the three points was what they needed. Didn't didn't matter how well they played. It wasn't a champagne performance, but like you said, they worked hard. They did it for Tommy, Tommy Volcanis. They did it for him, <laughs> right? right? Um, and But the question is, is this the coaching group? Uh, the Michael Volcanis, Joe Montemuro, Joe Palacios, they announced them all today. Is this a group that we want, that, that the club should give a go to for the rest of the season? Uh, and uh, and this, this team is set up to win things. So is this a coaching group? Is it just purely interim? Or is it the coaching group that the club should say, no, we're going to stick by these guys. They know the structures. They are, you know, cut from the same cloth of JVS. And uh, we should give this, these guys a go. What do you think, Snapper? Um, I'd, I'd keep this coaching group now to the end of the season. Whether, whether we make the grand final or not, stick through them, see what they can do. Because as we know, it can take a coaching change um, or, a manage, or, or a manager change in the club that could actually boost the momentum and you know, have a bit of fun. I mean, before the game, we were playing 50 cents. You know, we've never had that. And it just felt like the, the, the club had loosened up a bit. You know, maybe keep them on. Who knows? If, if they go all the way and do wonders, give them, give, say to them, you know what, take the helm the following season. See how it goes. But don't go and give them a couple of games and then get a, a coach like Don Bauer or Popovich and say, Michael, thank you very much. No, play them out for the rest of the season. See what they can do with this with this playing group. Because tonight, it looked, re- it looked really good for the first 30 minutes. It might have looked ugly for the rest, but Michael was up on his feet and pushing the players and encouraging them to push forward and keep going. And that's what I like in a manager. So keep them on. Yeah, thanks for your call, Snapper. Look, we'll agree to disagree. I just think that it buys them another week. Three points in the bank gives them another short period of time before they make the official appointment. I think all those guys would know that they're on a short term and they want to win and that's good and it gives them a little bit of extra time. But with this many games to go and there's 15-odd games to go on the season you can bring somebody new in who's within the philosophy of Melbourne City, you know, the city group and understands it and give them every opportunity. And I think you've got to do that myself. 
That's my that's my survey tonight. By the way, my yeah. survey tonight, the Carlos's survey is: should we keep? Should City Why don't you keep? Just have a town hall meeting. <laughs> well, this well, is like a town hall what, meeting. I'm giving the people out there their a opinion, voice. their yep. voice. Yeah, now, yeah. Of, co- of course, it's what they think, but also what's really going to happen. Mm. I, I think what's really going to happen is City Group are going to make a change, right? But what people think, I'd love to know: uh, should they keep this uh, current uh, coaching group? there until into the season like Snapper's advocating or should they immediately go and get someone else who can come in and maybe impose themselves in that change room and uh, and go on and win things at the end of the year? Okay, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It is the hot, hot, hot in the city tonight hotline. <laughs> it's hard to say with a mouthful of peanuts. G'day, Arthur, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. How are you going? Good yeah. Happy New Year as well. Yeah. Same, Same to you, to Arthur. You. Um, that was my very first day league game. I've never been to one before. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, so you enjoyed it? Well, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. no that's absolutely <laughs> insipid performance. Oh, right. Not a good example for a, for a league. Okay, who, who uh, sorry, which which team was insipid? Was the whole game insipid? Was City insipid? Was West Sydney Wanderers insipid? Who was insipid, Arthur? I thought, I thought West Sydney Wanderers tried really hard, given they had 10 players. They, they did what they had to do. Yep. But what I found was there was just, they really missed, is it Brandon? Look, I don't know all their names. Is it Br- Brendan. Brendan or Brandon? Yeah, or Brandon. yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, if it was an Aussie, I'd call him Brendan. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's what they call him <laughs> behind the scenes. That's right. So but he, he creates, there was no creativity tonight. Mm. It was just a, it was a pass-a-thon. So, uh, so Arthur, were you, are you a football fan or you're just a bloke who turned up to a game? Cause you've a got... theatre-goer, Carlos. My boy, my boy loves Loves football. Yep. Um, so I thought I'd go. I love watching, and I think they've got some great finishes. I mean, Fornarelli and mm. I, I love Timmy Cale. Yep. I went along thinking I was going to watch see a really good game, and I was just so bored. I fell asleep, I've got to tell you. Yep. Could have been the heat. Uh, Arthur as well. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. But it's not, it's, not, it's not like you're not familiar to the game of football. No, no. I thought it was just a lack of creativity. I just didn't think without, that no one created. The only the guy on the right, the um, Josh the Rose and uh, and Ivan Franich. No, no, no. Come out, come out, Bruce come out. Yeah, he was really good. He tried really hard all night. Ran hard. Yep. Ran the lines down the lines really hard. But... Yep. So after you're going to rock up, you're going to you're going to rock up, up again. You're going to turn up again, or is that it? Well, my, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Arthur. I'll give you an AFL example. If you watched, if you went to every AFL game in a week. Okay, I bet you any money there'd be five games that were rubbish and there's one or two that are good. Melbourne City, I know I'm biased. I was there tonight. I thought the first first 30 minutes or so were okay and, and then it changed a, a bit. But you've got to go. It's a great spot to watch, not too crowded. You, your son gets a really good spot to watch the game. Yeah. You're going to see great players. So just do me a favour and go back, go back one more time because it, you'll enjoy it. Thanks for your call, Arthur. Really appreciate it. Keep going. It's a wonder you... It's a wonder you spoke to him, Carlos, or even actually allowed him to comment on the game because no, he's just a theatre goer. No, I had a one-to-one town hall meeting with him to find out why he's a theatre goer, Carlos. I want to get educated from our listeners. I want to know what the people in the streets. Is he a theatre goer? No, his, his son loves it. He watches it on TV. He's First game that he went to. Well, okay, you know the guy's like going be, to watch the you, Book of Mormon or Kinky Boots. Yeah, you know, he works in the factory. You know, he's working all sorts of hours. But it's yeah. like going to watch Kinky Boots or the Book of Mormon. The theatre goer. Surprised you allowed him to go and watch. This is a revelation. You pay a premium, perhaps, Carlos, for you, for him able to be going. Warren Diego loves show tunes. <laughs> Very nice. Very what nice. is the Book of Mormon? 
Let's I don't even know what that is. Well, let's uh, let's hear from Tim in Berwick. G'day, Tim, and welcome to the Four Diego's Final Whistle. Do you want a show tune or two? Tell us what you thought. Guys, uh, there are a couple of things, observations about tonight's game. Brucey Kamau was very active um, all night. Best game in five weeks, I reckon, Tim. Absolutely, absolutely. And Josh Rose, best game for the club. Best yeah, game he was good. in the A-League for years. Yeah, yeah, no, he was back to his Central Coast days, I thought. He, he's, been, he's been out, maybe someone injured. can enlighten me. Was he yeah, injured? Because injured. He was, when they went to Central Coast, he did a lot of hanging out with the Central Coast players. He had his yes, suit on. Did, almost like he was a bit pining a bit. Yeah, no, well, I, just, I, I thought maybe he might have been angling, agitating for a move oh, in back. the January transfer with no back. money. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you know, I'm not sure how much money is on that city either. But uh, but he was pretty good. He would have uh, would have chopped off a really nice game for Josh if he put that mm. beautiful uh, pass from uh, Bruno Fornaroli away. Uh, but I thought Kamau, especially when they got him one on one against Jack Clisby yeah. early in the game, he looked very very li- uh, lively. But he he threatened a lot to rip people apart, but he didn't do it in the end. He started off like a house on fire at the he start did. of the year. He did. But he lost his way a little bit. I think he got injured once. I think he had the head injury. Is that right? Or he had a the serious injury where he uh, missed out for a couple of weeks. And I, I don't know. He hasn't been quite the same player since. So he looked pretty sprightly tonight, didn't yeah. he? You can ask yeah, Tim the question, Carlos, about yes. uh, the coaches. Absolutely, Tim. Tim, um, do you think that uh, um, City, the City Group, should stay with the, the you know the Valcarnas, Montemuro, Palisades coaching group, or would you know should they start bringing in the the new a, a new coach? You know, big name or whatever they're going to go for um, in the next you know, one or two weeks as early as possible. I think the analogy that the overnight doctor is going to watch over us and they're going to bring in a surgeon very soon. Okay, so go. good so, analogy. Yeah, so uh, so the boys are only a short term interim. It's very short interim position. Jeez, be according very to Tim, who's going to get cut? Thank you very much, there, Tim. Really That's appreciate your call. Yep. Let's go to Carlos, uh, the real Spanish Diego, <laughs> uh, on the final whistle. Good day, Carlos. Hola. Carlos, I'm really well, Carlos. <laughs> okay. How are you going? Not too bad. I'm my way home from the game. Uh, Coaching, I thought was, I thought they were scared. They had plan A and they stuck the plan A all the way through the game. And then the second half, when they had the chance to attack the ten men, they took off um, Luke Bratton, attacking midfielder, playmaker, bring on Malik, a defensive midfielder. Then they take off Kale as a striker and bring on Caceres as an attacking midfielder. Totally the wrong moves, in my opinion. And you always had Frenich and um, Kamau both. Five, ten metres apart out on the wing. They should have brought uh, Kamau over onto the left, open them right up. But they didn't do that. And they just, I don't know, there was no plan B to attack them when they were down to ten metres. I think uh, Michael Valkanis, when they got the first goal, he was protecting his legacy there, Carlos, just in terms of <laughs> protecting his one-game legacy. Look, you can look at it two ways. I mean, you can look at... You could, he respected full backs, which is one thing John Van Skip did. He, well, Michael Valkanis was a very, very... Um, good centre back, a very very good defender for South Melbourne. He played many, a back years ago. four, yep. and I would say you could say they were defensive substitutions. They were. That's maybe the negative word. Maybe they were pragmatic. You know, in terms of okay, we've got a we've got a a, a point. We've got the goal. We're going to get three points. What's the best way of protecting it? So I think you can see negative as being pragmatic. So I think maybe the substitutions helped keep the clean sheet, which is what they wanted. What. I mean, you you try. I I look into things. It's just not a sub. When they took Bratton off, 
Um, it's the first time this year, I think. I mean, he didn't want to go off last week when he got a head injury. I mean, he just doesn't. Well, like he was being, told that he should go off, and but he got didn't overturned. come off. It, it sort of, he doesn't like coming off. And JVS has kept him on even a couple of times during the first bit of the season where he's gone down. You think the guys, you know, will be carried off in a stretcher, but he's back in running around. But it's interesting tonight that they took him off. He wasn't happy about it, clearly. And he may still be carrying an injury, but it's interesting that Valcanis and his team decide to take him off when Van Skip tends to leave him on, even yep. with injury, even... If he's not like at his last best. week, he should have just come yeah, off. It was that I just thought that was very interesting. Before you go there, Carlos, um, do you think that the the club or the city group should stay with this this uh, interim coaching group until the end of the season, or do you think they should bring in someone new as soon as possible? Uh, I don't think they should stay with them after today's performance with their staff. As I said, I, how can you go defensive against ten men? I bring in someone who's uh, who's. Um, yeah, more attacking-minded with the squad they've got to play defensive against ten men the way they did was, uh, I thought, uh, rather poor. Yep. Okay, there you go. There's another one there, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. Really appreciate your call. Uh, let's go to Nick in Doncaster. G'day, Nick, and welcome to the final whistle. Uh, good evening, Carlos and Jose and and the rest of the crew. <laughs> it's it's actually Carlos uh, Warren and Rodrigo. Oh, okay, close close enough. Yeah, right we now. used to have Jose. <laughs> Just want to let you know, you guys are my idols. I've always worshipped you, and it's been it's an honour now to finally get on the, on the line. It's great to have you on board, even though you didn't recognise my voice, Nick. I'm not going to hold that against you, buddy. No, that, that's okay. Um, now um, I just want to highlight the fact that they don't. I still don't know why um, the Wanderers player was sent off. They don't, they refuse to show any replays at the ground, and I'm. Um, I'm at a loss uh, as to why that, that play got sent off. Would you be able to explain? And was it was it warranted? Yeah, it was certainly warranted. It was uh, it was an elbow to the top of the head, and uh, I'm pretty sure that Fawn Riley went down as soon as it made contact. Or it, it was, was a, it, it was, was a beat. genuinely yeah. Beat. It was a, it was a bit of a delayed, just a delayed reaction. Uh, but it was a it was a full on forearm to the head. Uh, it was off the ball. These days, anything to the head at all, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how soft it is. Uh, even though I thought that was clear, it, it looked there was a bit of impact there. So Border, uh, you know, uh, connected with uh, Fornaroli's head off the ball with a forearm. It was really clear. What I'm really surprised is they tend to show those at the games these no, days. No, they don't. Don't they? They didn't show it today. They, they've shown controversial incidences um, of games I'm not, before. I'm not aware, but they yeah. certainly didn't show this one. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But uh, it was it was clear, Nick. There's no, there's no debate about it. I'm, I'm hanging out to have a listen to Tony Popovich because they would have asked him his opinion. I want to know what he comes up with. Uh, sometimes he he's, it's, it ranges from I didn't see it to the referee's incompetent. Yeah. Are so you I giving the impression? You seem to be giving me the impression, Carlos, that you think. Tony Popovich isn't scrutinised enough through the media. Is that what you're saying? You're divulging what I say off air. Well, you yeah. do that to me all the time. I, I will not hold our listeners with, in, in contempt by by not telling them what I really think. And what I really think is I don't think he does get scrutinised uh, as much as other coaches do. We'll have a listen to yeah. what he says a little bit later on because we've got some audio of his interview with um, with Fox Sports. Nick, before you go, mate, uh, do you think that City should stay with this interim coaching group or should they come in with someone new? Well, if if they're going to make a change, they should make it now, not wait till the following season. So, so what are you saying, mate? That they should make that change or not? Well, don't sit on the fence, well, mate. Come on. Yes, make <laughs> make the change now. Um, I, I, I really didn't like. Uh, the way they played those long balls 
uh, it was reminding me of the seventies and eighties. <laughs> I feel like I feel they could have been a little more cultured, go through the middle a little more. Yep. Especially playing against 10 men. Yeah, a lot of those diagonal balls, I know they, they played them a number of times tonight, a lot of those diagonal boards, balls to Kamau from uh, from the Josh Rose side of the ground, usually Kilkenny, uh, you know, darts those balls, you know, 40, 50 metre passes. And also on the other side, Franich and, and even Kilkenny on, on the right at uh, different times, shooting it off to Josh Rose. Some of those balls were really, really terrifically used tonight. You can overdo those things, but they did certainly isolate West Sydney Wanderers' fullback, especially in the first half, I thought. And that's where Kamal looked at his best. And even Josh Rose got in behind people at different times. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not so much against that, as long as it's used well and it's not overdone. Thanks for your call, Nick. Really appreciate that. Um, hey, uh, it's 28 minutes to, to 11. Warren's Football Tax Audit. With thanks to, uh, well, it is your tax audit. With thanks to Tax Talk, um, they love to talk tax, of course. Give them a call on 1300 366 639. Warren, who are you going to audit tonight? I'm auditing Tommy, Tony Popovich tonight. All can't be well, Carlos. You may sit on the fence. But all can't be all can't be well <laughs> in a team. He, I said he should be scrutinised. All all can't be well in a team that can't win, and they don't win. And he's got great players. You know, you talk about squads. He's got, except for a striker, which probably is a pretty significant disadvantage. But all can't be well. Now, I reckon Tony. I'm giving you a bit of advice. I don't know whether you want to get on the phone on the way back to the bus, but uh, Melbourne City's looking for a coach. <laughs> He'll get scrutinised then. And maybe, I know that you've been approached from China. There was an approach last year, most likely from Crystal Palace and a few other things. So, Tony, all's not well. You talk a good game and everything seems to be calm, but I reckon you're the duck on the pond. Everything looks all right on the surface, but underneath... It's going a million miles an hour. That's a lame audit. It's a lame audit. That's Warren's audit with thanks to Tax Talk. Let's take a break. And if you're on the line, Jim, Stewart, Steve, Jim again and BT, stay on the line. We're going to come straight to you right after the break. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Yes, it is hot, hot, hot in the city tonight. Uh, Melbourne City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers. 1-0. Ivan Franjic scored in the 19th minute in tough conditions at Amy Park in front of an official crowd of 10,731, thanks to Danino, our Sydney correspondent, who texted in from the Gold Coast. How far? So, what, how many was it again? I wasn't listening. 10,731. Good, Good to crowd. see Warren uh, Diego Good switched on. And just a special mention to Molly Rodriguez. Go to bed. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call nine four two nine eleven sixteen or uh, some great text messages here. Um, can't Pep manage Melbourne City via Skype? <laughs> I think he All could. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'd love to like hear to from you tonight. That. Hey Jim, you've been patient from Sunshine. Welcome to the show. Oh, welcome, boys. Carlos, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Ah, Carlos, I've been following you for over 45 years. <laughs> From the Halcyon days when you played in the number one team down at, I think it's Wyndham Vale now, for a team called Werribee as a young kid. I'd yeah. sneak into the rooms and hear you motivating yeah. and coming up with these anecdotes about football. It's a great game. Yep. I also follow you, mate, when you go on all these junkets overseas and yeah. leave your Diego's behind. Yep. And you're the astute, the professor... 
Can you please answer me this one question? Why? <laughs> You've built me up here why, now. Why do these bloody wing backs, left backs, full backs, right backs, whatever, when they skim a player yep. and they've got 20 yards in front of them, why don't they dribble down a goal line and cut the ball back instead of just hit it the first time and hope for someone to turn around and go backwards? Jim, it's fear. They've got, they're fearful. They're scared. Because they get, it's like rarefied atmosphere. It's like climbing Mount Everest. You get to a certain point, you get really cocky, you get to a certain point. Then when you get past that point, you think, my God, I've actually gone a bit far here. And they're wondering about things like, have I got the pace to get past him? Have I done the right thing? Is a coach going to tell me off at halftime? Am I going to be out of position if we lose position in this ball? It's fear, Jim. That's how I experienced it uh, when I did it. So, um, and look, I thought you were going to ask me about the, the lack of respect that Melbourne City tend to have for fullbacks because uh, JVS, we know that he's not a believer in fullbacks at all. They're all wingbacks these days and they certainly don't play a, a defensive role at all. Someone like Ivan Franich, though, um, he uh, it was pretty good both ways tonight. So I hope that, uh, Jim, did that answer your question or not? When you, when you talk about fear, Carlos, the only fear I have yep. is when you don't give Melbourne City any credit. <laughs> uh, Jim, <laughs> you, Jim, too, I've got to ask you a question because I'm really interested in a few. Uh, in fact, I, I don't actually listen to most callers, but I just definitely, <laughs> oh, definitely listen to that. No, I do, so but you know what I mean. But you said you'd known Carlos for 45 years. I've actually only known him for 25-odd years. You said that he said things that were motivating I'd never once heard him say anything to me that's motivated me in any way whatsoever. Can you enlighten us in terms of how he used to motivate his teammates down at Werribee? Warren, Warren, you have fear <laughs> when you don't listen to Carlos. Oh, okay. No, oh, actually, I felt that a few times. <laughs> he speaks to motivate you. Oh, okay. On you, Jimmy. The only fear we have is that you never listen. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Cut him off, and yeah. especially my mate who rings, who follows Perth Glory. You... <laughs> You never give anyone credit. No, no, he doesn't. He's a Melbourne victory fan. Jimmy, let, let's get back to the point. Uh, Melbourne City, I'll call it as it is with Melbourne City. They did it. They did what they needed to do tonight after the five-game uh, winless streak. They've suddenly got their three points tonight. That's all they needed to do tonight. It's been a tough week for them. They lost their beloved coach in John Van Skip, who's gone back to Holland uh, for family reasons. Uh, my, throughout the whole game, I'm thinking... You know, beyond today's game, I always felt they were going to win tonight's game. I felt that, you know, I, I just wanted to know what the City group were going to do with this coaching staff. Are they going to stick with the the interim group or are they going to go with someone new? What do you think, Jim? Do you think that uh, that they'll, you know, stick by these young guys who are good and give them a chance with this uh, millionaire squad? Or will they bring, you know, the big name in to impose himself on this squad? Carlos, one great man, and I quote you in those Halcyon <laughs> days when you said Confucius would always say. Confucius you were quoting. Say, Confucius say when door is open, those who have left behind must walk through it, and then we get a new coach. There you exactly. go. That's my sentiment. Very good. Thanks for your call, Jim. Oh, Jimmy, really I appreciate didn't really it. understand it. Yeah, so yeah. The... Jeez, I've never heard Carlos quote Confucius, yeah. actually. Hey, nice little call there, Jim. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Stuart in Roeville. G'day, Stuart. G'day, boys. How are you going? Not too Very bad, good. mate. Welcome to Let's the final whistle. I, I'm just driving home from the game. Um, I think you, you sort of just touched the point a little bit, but I think what we have to do before we look at tonight's game, you've got to look at the games leading up to tonight, where City have played this, this game of getting in front and then somehow losing the game or drawing the game. And they're just 
there's that last, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of confidence, I, I feel, like in tonight's game. They they had this knock-around-the-ball situation where I think they've just got to go for the kill. Yeah, no, look, I have this sense, and I don't know why. And I'm there not, is a problem in the squad. No, there is not. There, pro- there is no, a problem. No, they, it, they've got no killer instinct. No, that's not true at all. I mean, I... I get a sense, and, and I'm not saying you, Stuart, but there's a sense that when Melbourne City play an open attacking brand of football, they score three and try to outscore the opposition, and sometimes they don't, they don't and it's 3-3. Three, three. And everyone's critical of them being, I don't know, um, not pragmatic enough with regards to the way they play and needing to keep clean sheets and needing to be tighter. And then we get to a game tonight where, you're right, they get the first goal, they dominate early, they get the second go- goal around the time that Sid, Sid Wanderers go to 10 men, they probably go on and win 3-0. And then we'd say, okay, but they didn't. And, yeah, so and, I don't and, know whether they're damned and, if they do and damned and if they don't. It's not that they were peppering the goals. I mean, if they're peppering the goals and, and only win 1-0, oh, different four story. Four or five clinch. Were you uh, watching the same in, game in as me? Ju- in junk time. Kamau early with game. Yenjedevic. Early, early. Yeah, no, Yenjedevic. I mean, Timmy Cowell's uh, header off the line. It was few, so and, was off the line. few and far between, Warren. Yeah, of course. Of few course. and far between. So where do you subscribe to yourself? No, I, you, I, the think pragmatist they, I, I, no or... I think, I think they, they're, they... I think they're a very, very good team. Let me put that marker down. But I do believe also that they get either a little bit arrogant with the with the bull, you know, the possession bullies that they are sometimes, or they get a bit complacent. Uh, and I think that's they've shown that so time glass and time half empty for you. No, time and time again, I'm scrutinising this team. You know, yeah. I'm not a cheerleader for anyone, right? No. And I'm just saying I'm scrutinising the side. They're either show that element of arrogance. Or, alternatively, uh, complacency or a bit of both. Hey, Stuart, just before you go, um, should they keep this interim uh, coaching team or should they go with a, a new coach? I'm glad you asked the question because there's two points that nobody said so far. One is that the league that we play in Australia is over our summer. Now, we're going into the new league. Uh, we're going like out of our league where our leagues are the opposite um, we've got to start looking now. If, if we if we don't get a, a, a coach once the game once the season's finished, then we're we're already going to be halfway into the next season. We have to start looking now to have a coach. I believe at the end of the season. Yeah, but Stuart, this is a city group, mate. They they would have known about. I mean, I know it's all very sudden for us and the players and probably the other coaches on the coaching staff. But really, this you know, JVS would have informed the city group a while back. And uh, and they would have they would have a whole dossier of coaches. They've probably already spoken to three or four of them. Who knows? It maybe it's just about putting pen to paper with a, with a coach if they want to go down that track. They would be well, you know, in control of that situation. I reckon they wouldn't be waiting until the end of the end of the year if they wanted someone new. That's for sure. Thanks for your call, there, Stuart. Really appreciate that. It's uh, quarter to eleven. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts for over 26 years, go to beston.net.au or give them a call on 1300 Best on. Warren, who was Best on? Neil Kilketty for me. He might not play the next game because he's had more yellow cards than a, um, I don't know, than the eighth. The eighth yellow card. The eighth card. yellow, yeah, which, is is disgrace, which is disappointing. And, but he's, to me, Ooh. and I would say for the whole of the season, 
He's been the silent fulcrum, which Melbourne City He's not have, silent. No, he's... He chirps a lot. He does chirp a lot, but in terms of, you know, the sense of, I don't know, aura and maybe profile that other players bring to the team, he's a little bit lower profile than that, but he's extremely important. And you know what I loved today? I love the fact that with Jakobsen coming back, as much as he played as a defensive midfielder, he was able to move more into the middle of the ground. I think in the in the way that he's been played recently, which means he's really needed to be sort of like a, a person in the back four. I like him playing more forward, and that allows Colazzo to play a little bit out wider in the midfield. And I think that's the best way for the team to go. So for me, Neil Kilkenny was best on today. Well done. That's with thanks to Best on Plumbing. Hey, I don't normally do shout-outs, but I'm going to do one. I did a little one for my Molly (laughs) Rodriguez before. Just a quick one to uh, a line of Rodriguez's. Sebastiano Rodriguez, (laughs) who went to the game tonight. He's from a beautiful little town on the Adriatic side of Italy. These are the Rodriguez's in Italy. Um, San Marco in Lamas, that's where he's from. Sebastiano Rodriguez, welcome to Melbourne. Hope you enjoyed your night tonight and... uh, when you go home, travel well and... Uh, Do you want to say in Italian? Yeah. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Can he, has he got time to come in? Bon divertimento. Bring, hey, there, there you go. go. There you, you should go. bring him in. Let's take Bob a break now go. and come back with more of the final whistle. Please stay on the line. Steve, Jim, BT, Joey and Archie promise you we'll get to you. 9429-1116. For Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Melbourne City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 1-0. Ivan Franjut scored an absolute beauty in the 19th minute. At Amy Park tonight, very warm conditions, as Warren said earlier, 29 degrees now. That's it's understating it. 10,731 people at the game tonight. Uh, got a few calls. Let's get through them. Stephen Pascoe Vale, thanks for holding and welcome to the final whistle. How are you guys? Yeah, very well. Just like to say on behalf of all the Melbourne listeners, thank you very much for promoting the beautiful game. You do a great job. Oh, our pleasure, mate. Thanks, it's, Steve. Uh, Steve, yeah, it's a difficult job in here because Carlos <laughs> wants to talk the game down most of the time, oh, Steve, whereas myself, and particularly he wants to talk about, he wants to talk theatre goers down, you know, the people that just want to turn up and enjoy the beautiful game and grow the game. But Steve, in all seriousness, we enjoy doing it. And you know what? I'd even say that Carlos and I actually don't mind each other occasionally. <laughs> Steve, you've called, you've held. Um, we don't have prizes, do we, Rodrigo? Not tonight, <laughs> not unfortunately. Tonight. No, you okay. would definitely get one, he Steve. Would. No, you, you might like what I'm going to say. So oh, gee. Why okay. you spoke, you spoke guys, too uh, soon? Two teams playing tonight. I thought Western Sydney put a few great passengers together. A lot of opportunities. Really, they should have scored. It should have been uh, at least a draw. Yeah. Like city were very lucky. A very lazy city. Running around out there, prima donnas in my in my mind. Yeah, to be fair, I'm watching a team out there yep. who should be playing much better with more vigour and and having more attacking moves. Yeah, you know? but Steve, to be fair, I thought West Sydney Wanderers were awful in that first half until even up, even up until they they got the the guys sent off. I thought the, they they were uncompetitive at times. The amount of room they gave. Um, Melbourne City in the midfield, uh, and if Melbourne City were a little bit sharper, they probably would have uh, carved them up a bit more. So I was very disappointed with West Sydney Wanderers. Generally, in the games they've played, all the all the draws they've had this year, uh, they tended to dominate dominate the game between the boxes. But today, they just they couldn't get the ball in the first thirty minutes or so. And then when they went down to ten men, I think they probably 
really concentrated better in a, in a more compact fashion. And I felt they probably played better from that moment. But uh, and they did show little bits and pieces. Lachlan Scott could have um, mm. scored in the la- in the you know, last five minutes or so. He had a guilty chance there. So uh, yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think West Sydney had their best night tonight. To tell you the truth, about the red card. What was that? Sorry, about the red card. Um, prior to the red card incident. Yep. Um, there was high contact on Fornarelli, and Fornarelli spoke to the referee yeah. about complained about it, yep. and uh, he baited uh, that that player from Western Sydney because he stomped on his on his foot, and okay. then he reacted. Yeah. That's where the red cards came from, and hopefully video. Uh, yep. Referring will see that and pick it up, and Fornarelli might not play next week. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that, Steve, but that, that's very interesting, mate. Thanks for your call tonight, Steve. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Jim in Hawthorne. G'day, Jim, and welcome to the final whistle. Oh, good evening, boys. I've been waiting for this. Carlos. Yes, the Jimmy. Only one, the only one you listen to, son, is yourself. You're a one eyed Melbourne Vixus boy. Yes, that's <laughs> true. That's true, Jim. Yeah, take the one eye out and have a good look at yourself. Jimmy, yes. Jimmy, I'm going to buy you a beer and show you all the text messages from Melbourne Victory fans who say I'm a one-eyed Melbourne City fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, all know, they all know it because half my family's Melbourne Victory. <laughs> so, and by the way, I, and the last time, boys, we were on here and you had prizes on, I can't believe the one on your panel that liked Melbourne, Victor, Melbourne City gave the second prize to Melbourne, Melbourne Victory support. Yeah, he yeah. did. I remember that. Yeah, that's he... because I'm trying to grow the game, Jim. <laughs> Carlos, I don't know. Is it all? I don't know. In bread, I think. Yeah. Uh, what, just, what were your thoughts, Jimmy, about the game? Uh, first of all, I just want to say all the best to Van Skip mm. and to these supporters that ring up and say, "Well, he was going to go anyway," and uh, this, that, and the next thing. The man opened up the, when he took this took Melbourne City on. He opened up this league and played attacking football, and he started this league, made it a lot better. And I'm good luck to him. And God, God. Uh, mm. Looked after him, and I hope his father uh, is okay, and uh, everybody has him right in that in that tent. The, the, the man is a, an absolute champion. Uh, the game right, boys, and I'm going to agree with the, the bloke just before me. It seems to me that uh, City just seem to score a goal first half. They go hell for leather, and in the second half, they just sit back and they pass the ball here, there, and everywhere. Tonight, Melbourne, uh, the Western Sydney. Well, they, were, they were terrible in the first the first half. Melbourne should, City should have been at least three 0 up. Mm. Fonderoli was terrible again. He just he, he's right in front and he just can't stick in pen. It was worse than last week when he missed the two penalties. But it just the there's too many champions and there's too many. And then again tonight, even Cahill started to be a smart ass before they sent him off. You know what I mean? And the referee told him to keep it down. Too many champions with too many big heads. Want to get their heads together and do it. They just seem to be in the second half. I don't know whether they're training them too much, and by the, the first half they just go hell for leather and they're stuffed. I don't know. They shouldn't be. They're, they're professionals, and it just it just annoys me. And it just they had nine corners. They should at least get one goal from it. Didn't get any. They didn't. And then you know what I mean? It, it's ridiculous. And then people turn up, and then it just it, it annoys me, boys. And it just to me, and as for the coaching, I'll tell you right now. Melbourne, you wait for two or three weeks' time, it'll be a coach from overseas. You're right, mate. Melbourne City of Sire, Van Skip must have knew, told them about four weeks ago that this is going to happen. Mm. He, they knew that this was going to happen. They've already, the writing's already in the wall. They've already done it, mate. And I'll tell you, in three weeks' time, I'll be an overseas coach. I don't want anybody from Australia. I want an overseas coach. They've got the, the men in the park. They did an overseas coach in there to, to tell them how to play right and 
tell to get their head together and do the right thing or they're out the, out the game. There you go, Jim. Very interesting thoughts. Thanks for your call. As always, keep listening and keep calling. Let's go to BT in Ballarat. G'day, BT. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, very well. Thanks for holding too. Oh, very good. Um, no, well, first of all, uh, gentlemen, I'd like to give a shout-out to Michael Valcanis and his coaching team. Sure. Yeah. No worries. What did they do yeah, well tonight? Uh, but yeah, they did. Well, I don't know, probably a little bit different to some of the other callers. I think we actually played very, very well tonight, particularly first half, and could have easily won that 3-4-5. But... So, BT, you're, you're saying that the City Group should allow these guys to take them for the rest of the season and see how, that, how they go? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that, that actually kind of brings me to my question. Yep. Um, what, my question is to you guys, what do you think Michael Valcanis needs to achieve for him to get the gig full-time? I don't... He needs well, to I, win. I don't. I don't think winning will be enough to even. No, no. It. He needs to win. He needs to win to a point. That he he needs to prove it not only to the city group and the employers, but also the players in that change room that he's a winning coach. He has no room to move on this one. There you go. Thanks for your call, BT. Really appreciate that. I'm going to take a break, of course, and news will follow that. Melbourne City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 1-0. Franjit scoring in the 19th minute at Amy Park in front of a crowd of 10,731. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEM, the Four Diegos. Send it in long. Headed out. Franich with a shot. A goal! Ivan Franich with a rocket! And it's 1-0 City. I'm not sure he knew where it was going to go, but it ended up in the back of the net. Franich cuts in. It's already open to scoring tonight. Bratton, now we've got a foul in the D. And a straight red. A straight red card. Eric's border. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks to Ed Wyatt, Grant Brebner, and Jonathan Howcroft, who, of course, do the SEN call team. And, uh, hey, by the way, uh, the Four Diego's are on tomorrow night as well um, uh, for a final whistle. So we're looking forward Let's to our first... Let's hope victory lose. For our first Saturday... In a long, long yeah. time since we first started on this. It's all disco music tomorrow it's night. All disco music. <laughs> what are we? Have we have we decided what we're doing? It's it's a, it's a final whistle. It's tomorrow, a final so. whistle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what, uh, Carlos so we'll and I about had a game. meeting. Yeah, yeah. No, to... there's no point talking to worrying about what's going to happen during a show. He just he 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 does his show with gay abandon. He does, which is mm. interesting sometimes. <laughs> hey, uh, Melbourne City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers one nil. In case you've just joined us, uh, Frontier scored an absolute beauty in the nineteenth minute. Uh, check it out if you can. Amy Park tonight, 10,731 in tough conditions for the players. No drinks tonight, though. No drinks in between, you know, in the, at the, in the middle of each half. What, yeah, why? What, the wet, wet, wet bowl. bowl wasn't wet enough? The no, wet no. bowl, it's gotta be, Carlos. Uh, it's got to be something like over 30 degrees right, at least. It's common we, sense, though, isn't 35 it? 35 even. You know, we're sweating like dogs. I mean, people, we're getting SMSs through that I haven't used the term hotbed yet. Yeah, well, it, this studio is like a hotbed. Where's the right wet bulb in here? Just so we can have a break halfway through the hour. It is damn hot. What is the hot 
line tonight, Carlos? It's a hot, hot, hot in the city hotline tonight. Which is 94291116. Give us a call or send us a text message. You're going to go through some of the text messages uh, this hour as well on 0433981116. Uh, just for Vinny's sake, um, I know it's the hot, but I actually would have thought the hot underbelly hotline might have worked well too. <laughs> Vinny Venezuela's back next week. Yes, yeah, and I'm so I'm away. I'm going away. on holidays. Did you know I've been got, suspended? Oh, we've got four shows next week: Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and That's Saturday. That's why I'm not here. Yep. Anyway, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'd love to hear from you in the first hour, Carlos. What's what's the tally? What's that special question? Yes, the, the tally. It, it's a Carlos survey. Yeah, the hot the town hall survey. Which is should they get rid of this interim yeah. coaching panel? Should they stay with the interim coaching panel led by Tommy Valcarnas? No, Mike, Michael Valcarnas, <laughs> uh, Joe Montemuro, and also Joe Palacides. Uh, or should they bring the new guy, the the guy who's going to you know put his imprint on that change room straight away? Uh, and not wait till the end or, of the season. Or, and so far, uh, I'm sorry for Tommy, Tommy and his team. Tommy. <laughs> uh, Michael Valcarnas, they're losing at the moment. A lot of the fans out there saying they bring in your new guys straight away. The boys have done well for a game. Uh, let that be their legacy for their CV and bring the new guy in. Well, oh, there's as a third option, Carlos. What's the third option? Pep via Skype. That, that, <laughs> that did was come the off third the, option. Yeah, yeah. That did come off the technology. We're actually getting. You know, the boys taking the interim group, taking him to the end. Then Timmy Carroll retiring from playing. We're getting a lot of stuff. And giving him the senior job with no coaching badges, no nothing. He's they not gave even it got to a Patrick clipboard. Vieira without anything much. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. I want to go to Archie straight away from Epping. G'day, Archie, and welcome to the final whistle. And thanks for holding. Uh, no worries, guys. How are you going? Yeah, very, very well, good, Archie. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, good. Uh, look, uh, I'm probably going to be a bit different to a lot of you callers. Uh, I'm just driving back from the game. Uh, I'm content with, you know, the situation as it is. We've got three points. We've been playing with a bit of apprehension recently. You know, there's been no momentum. It's been a tough week. You know, you've lost the loyal John Van Schip. Uh, Val Canis has got three points. And, you know, first coaching gig. And then we get um, and then we get situations where, you know, there's callers saying we're not playing well, we're not playing well, we're attacking, and then we're going back. Well, as you can imagine, the results... You know, the results haven't been on the cards. So, you know, from, from being up, up top, we've all of a sudden dropped to fourth. Could have been further further out. So, you know, I'm content with three points tonight. If, if, that, if the last five games have, have been your slump there, uh, Archie, uh, I think that's a good slump to have. I think that, if that's as bad as it gets for City, because uh, all the teams are going to have their moments. Even Sydney FC, I think by the end of the season, they're going to have their moments. Uh, three or four weeks where they won't be getting the results. So if that's as bad as it gets for City, it's uh, it's not a bad result for them. Um, you know, being a, a patriotic Aussie uh, and knowing, watching Michael Vol- Volcanus, even Joe Montemuro and Joe Palacetti's playing in the old inner cell and being stalwarts for their teams, um, I'd like, there's some part of me to, you know, that's sort of wanting the city group to stay with these guys and see what they can do. But they would never do it if it's going to cost the team that's set to... I mean, they need to win things. They've won the FFA Cup already. They need to, to be up... You know, They need to probably go further and make the grand final this year to surpass last year because they got to the second last game of the season last year. So, um, yeah, part of me saying, you know, like I said, the patriotic part of me, the Aussie part of me saying, hope they stay with the interim group. But the reality... Of it all, I just think they're going to go with someone uh, that's high profile that they can afford. They've already lined them up, and they'll bring him in as soon as possible. Thanks for your call there, Archie. Really appreciate that. So 
you went with Valcanis and his uh, his team there tonight. So that's what's that five three now, Carlos? Yeah, it's uh, no six three six three at the moment. Uh, most of the fans asking for a new coach to be brought in straight away. Give us a call on the hot, hot, hot in the city hotline, 94291116. Tell us what you thought about the game. If you're in the car on your way, if you're driving past a beach tonight uh, listening to the Diegos, give us a call tonight. What did you think about uh, Melbourne City um, versus Western Sydney Wanderers? They, of course, won 1-0 at Amy Park tonight in pretty tough conditions. Just off the text message on 0433981116. Hey, guys, enjoy the show. Thank you very much, especially the one who should be in the PR department for City. I think they're talking about you there, Warren. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I'm I'm outmanned, outgunned, because the PR department for Melbourne Victory is a lot bigger in this joint than what it is for Melbourne City, so I'm happy to be supporting my team. Actually, if, you, and should, I do you should it. try and get a paid ambassador. No, game. no, I do this free of charge. I don't seek oh, any... Oh, no, no, you're a supporter. I don't see, I'm, a, I'm a genuine supporter. My mm. family, my wife, my children. Member. They're, they're a bit forced. You're just, you're just so defensive, you know. Defensive. Yeah, yeah, I, I, At I least am, I come I am, out and uh, I am show my allegiance. I'm agnostic when it comes to the A-League teams. You I don't back for not. any club. You're what, subversive. Uh, Rodrigo, That's what you are. You, you're indifferent. You're I'm, on the I'm, fence. Ha- I'm happy to see both Melbourne teams. Yeah, absolutely. The game's a winner for you. subversive, Carlos. The game's a winner for Rodrigo. You're like you're so defensive, and you don't even have a Melbourne Victory supporter in this room. You're like what Vladimir you're either paranoid, defensive, siege <laughs> no, mentality. No, see, it, see it, this is where you're this, wrong. This is the question marks that you're they like held what, over Melbourne Heart. All like, see, you're Melbourne like Heart what scarred Vladimir you. Putin did. They've scarred you, no, I haven't. Melbourne Heart. You're what Vladimir Putin did to the Democratic Party in the United States. You, you, clandestine. <laughs> you hacked, cyber hacked them. Yeah, because you claim to be one thing that you're not. You claim not to be a Melbourne Victory fan, but everyone, all the impartial people that see through what you say, like they really listen, they understand. Jim from Hawthorne, you know, he's a veteran of this station, a veteran. (laughs) He sees it. He can pick the genuine radio broadcaster and he can pick the one who's not genuine. And that's is, where he Is that you. your post-truth rant? Yeah. <laughs> is that your post-truth. fake news rant that we need to endure? Oh, well. Yeah, Our listeners out there know exactly where I come from. That'll get retweeted. Very on uh, message there, Carlos. Mm. Uh, Billy says on text message here, get Gombau in now. City have a decent squad, but this game style will never see them too high on the table, but can still beat Sydney or Victory, who will be top two in one-off finals games. There's Billy. The problem with Gombau, everyone's talking about Gombau, but Gombau took a while to win a game with Adelaide City. You don't want to be going backwards, them learning a new style of play or how. I mean, they've, they've got to, he's got to do FaceTime with Pep. So Joseph's got to do FaceTime with Pep. They probably know each other. Yep. And they'll probably do WhatsApp. FaceTime, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. No, I think and, uh, he's got, and he's got to actually uh, adhere to the edict that's imposed upon him by you know the, the masters there in, uh, in uh, the city group or Man- Manchester City. I think Pep Guardiola is probably the, the overall coach of all the, uh, the, the, you know, the city group clubs around the world, and he has to follow that. So I don't know if Joseph can get him winning straight away if he wants to impose some new way of playing. We're getting a few Gombau, getting Gombau. Yeah. Jared on the roads also said it, um, and there's been a few others as well. Jakobsen returns, city keeper clean sheet, form slup explained. No coincidence. the Dane is a beast, love him. You're right, no, no not, coincidence. Not, not, not no as easy as that. Not as easy him as that. Him and Kongic. Just Tonic, Tonic. Tonic. I got that right. Itch or Ick, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 
Ruan, which side of the Tom road Nick you get into. Wasn't born in Croatia. He's not Croatian. No, I'm not saying he's Croatian. Tongik. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Melbourne City has skin the thickness of a tissue and the sense of humour of a pet rock, Dalton. <laughs> Who's that? Dalton. Well, well put, Dalton. Thanks for the feedback, Dalton. Josh Rose has been resurrected and will be City's saviour to our maiden grand final win. That's BT in Ballarat. Oh, I yeah. think BT's right. He we'll play in the grand final. I, I think he's right about that. Yeah, but how about Josh Rose? I think, yeah, uh, I think the unheralded. The I love too. the unheralded Josh hmm. Rose, who was on the scrap heat at, at Central Coast Mariners, comes in at the millionaires here at City, and was one of the fulcrums tonight. You said he was looking for an angle to get back to Central Coast Mariners. I just like to see these other things that happen on the periphery of the game. I just saw him hanging out with a lot of Central Coast players after the game in his suit when he should be with his own team. Okay. So uh, I'm kind of hoping he got fined over that one. Hey, boys, what are your thoughts on Bruno Fornaroli? Is he injured or have defenders worked him mm. out? He hasn't seemed himself for four to five weeks. Help me out. Frank in Safety Beach. My theory, agree. Warren, this, this is coming back to haunt you. My theory from the start of the year, oh, how go. you're going to fit Bruno and Timmy in the same team. Bruno was the man last year. He said, clear out the way. I'm the man. Give me the ball. I'll score the goal. Stay calm. I'll score the goal. Timmy's in there now. It's all crowded. Everything's crowded. There's no real role. I mean, there was even a suggestion by one of the commentators that Timmy was just there as a decoy tonight. But the problem is, it starts cramping up Bruno. And uh, and even though he said he showed some uh, glimpses of good stuff tonight, he's not the same player, Warren. See, I don't care what you see, say. See, Rodrigo, this is where you need... you. You wave and gesticulate behind the scenes of this studio with me. There's no need to say that. And yet, when he says something as outrageous as what he just said, you allow him just to roll on. He's not I mean, the same player, Warren. Well, I don't you, care what you say. Can I address the um, SMS person again? Who Please is do. It? Please do. What's just, his name? just address it. I, I, it was anonymous. Anonymous. Well, depending on the one you're Bruno Fornaroli could have had four goals in five games. He missed two penalties. He's had two in the last five. One from the field. One from the spot. I think he's actually might have scored another goal. So if he's in a form slump, I'm. He's not the same I player. I think that was last Frank year, in Safety Beach. Actually, Frank. Look, I think he's fine. He's I think not he's, the same player no, as last he's season. Rubbish, rubbish. He's doing just as much as this season as last season. He might be scoring a little bit less, but I think if you look on the Golden Boot ladder, Carlos, you might find him still second, possibly. So if that's a form slump. Um, just off the text message here, that funny moment at the soccer when somebody yells out, go kill Kenny, and my five-year-old yells out, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. <laughs> That's sweet. That's very nice. Yeah. Thanks for sending that in. Um, we love hearing what kids do uh, at the football. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. it is the hot, hot, hot in the city hotline. Give us a call, like Tom in Greenvale. G'day, Tom, and welcome to the final whistle. Evening, Rodrigo. Evening, Warren. Evening, Carlos Musket, how are you? <laughs> Carlos Musket, very good. Very nice. Starting to see through it. It's obvious. It's obvious as day. Very good. Um, Carlos, you know that I know that you know that we need a manager who's got passion, someone in the in the S of uh, Klomp at Liverpool, mm. someone that's going to get the crowd up on their feet yep. and get the going. So we all know that Michael Valkanis is a, is a good assistant, but he's not going to get the job. Yeah, that's reality, Tom, isn't it? But, uh, you know, there's part of me, Tom, that, that would love to see him succeed. He's been around the traps for a while now. He's a, he was a, just a stalwart for South Melbourne as a footballer in the old NSL. Uh, even the, you know, guys like uh, Joe Montemuro, Joe Palacetti, you know, just lovely guys who, uh, who've dedicated their lives to football and suddenly they're thrust there and they've got this multi-million dollar billionaires in the, in the change room they've got to try and get the best out of. And imagine if they could. I just would love to see that, Tom. 
you know that you don't really want to see that, Carlos. No, I do want to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a difference. Carlos is you know, a sentimentalist at the end of the day, Tom. Oh, you might, might not, he might not again. sound like it, but <laughs> I'm not. You're defending him again. But anyway. Yeah. Hey, Tom, what do you think about tonight's game? Oh, look, you know, it was, uh, the conditions didn't suit anybody. And uh, look, you know, we grounded out a, a 1-0 win. Good goal by uh, Franich. And look, we'll take the three points and move on to next week's game. It's, it's uh, you know, it wasn't a great game in the second half, but uh, we did okay in the first half. Had a few chances, cleared off the line and so forth. So, no, I think uh, satisfied. Yeah, so, I Tom, great, but satisfied. the loss of John Van Skip, what sort of, what what's... How's that going to affect the team, do you think, for the rest of the season? Uh, I don't think it will affect the team the rest of the season because, again, Carlos, you know, the the writing was on the wall. He had a limited time and uh, they were lining up someone and they'll probably put that person in, in the spot probably mm. next week. There you go. Very um, straight down the line, um, almost a corporate-sounding Tom. Yeah. So, Tom, they've got, they've got uh, Patrick Vieira running uh, New, New York, York FC. They've got... Uh, Pep Guardiola running Manchester City. Do you think that they would bring in a European coach? Uh, you know, you know, you've got your European coaches, or you've got your Spanish coach. I mean, he's, obviously Spain's in Europe too, but your Spanish type coach, which is in That's the mould of a Guardiola or a Gonbao, or or will they bring in someone from England? Do you think? Or what? I mean, what what sort of coach would suit this sort of squad and the way they're playing at the moment? Because I can't see. You know, after spending the whole pre-season plus this part of the year playing the way they are, that they're going to change their style of play. No, you, you've got a you've got a team which is a very skillful team, very technical team. You're going to bring in a European, someone off off the uh, mainland rather than off from the UK. So it'll be someone uh, Spanish, maybe it mm. could be Gon Bow, but it could be someone from mainland uh, Europe. It won't be a, an English coach, no way. There was a big big uh, push for or big big story about Guillaume Moore. Uh, early on this season, before you know, he started losing games. You didn't games. make that up. That no, no, was it was town hall meeting before, stuff before the start of the season. There was some, even some noise about Graham Arnold. Um, yeah, but that, that might have been just a. But he's, know, he's it was contract negotiations from the mainland Europe. Is he? <laughs> so, yeah, no. Hey, thanks for your call, Tom. Uh, as always, some interesting thoughts. Let's go to Matt. Matt, welcome to the show. Okay, fellas, how are you going? Yeah, very, very good. well. That's why. Right. Just want to get your thoughts on um, on Tony. Might be a bit early to jump the gun a bit, but um, I think he might be a key, a key for the Socceroos in the future. Love him, Matt. Love him. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna put the lid on it. I love him. I think he's a fantastic player, uh, young boy. I don't know how Adelaide United let this guy go. He's a man mountain. He's uh, quite humble, from what I hear at the town hall meetings. He's good with the ball at his feet, oh, though, absolutely. Carlos. He's not just a, a defender. Like he's got size and shape to be able to defend the box and be physical, but. He actually can play a bit, and he's comfortable playing, and he's fitted in. Yep. As much as people get frustrated with the way that City sometimes move the ball around the back and through the middle, he's capable of playing all types of balls, close control, doing that yep. sort of stuff. So he looks that he's got all the component bits to be a very good player. Matt, I could say you could get scouts from all around the world coming to watch a City game, and they'll all say, who is that guy? Because he's got everything that a modern centre-half has in in uh, in world football the size the athleticism he's great in the air he's not he's actually quite physical and uh, he hasn't been intimidated once I, I don't think he, he's ever looked unsure of himself once uh, they, and they play with that floating three and four man defense which is not easy for a young guy to get a, adjusted to 
Uh, if they were playing just a back four, it's much easier for two centre-halves to work a- around that. But uh, with that floating three- to four-man defence with Kilkenny coming in and out of it the whole time, and also Jacobson not being available, uh, I think he's been fantastic. And uh, you know, I cannot wait to see this guy progress. And I reckon Ange Postacoglu would have an eye on him, even though it's been three or four games only. And, I, you know, in that respect, we're probably jumping the gun a bit. Could he go to Russia, <laughs> Carlos? Uh, I think there's always these these guys that come out of the sky. I'm not sure whether they need him for Russia, uh, but certainly, you know, they'd probably be talking about him, you know, uh, because of just the way he's performing. I, I just cannot understand how Adelaide United let this guy go. They've let a few go, haven't they, oh. um, just recently? But, hey, Matt, uh, sorry, you're from Magpie. Yeah, from Magpie. Where, can you, sorry, excuse where, where my is ignorance. Magpie? But, uh, just, uh, just in Ballarat. Right. Okay. I hesitated a little bit because I, I thought you wanted to talk about magpies. And, so, uh, so was that the old Bungaree or something? They changed some town to magpie or something, have they? No, not near Bungaree. No, we wouldn't go near there. Where's the closest team in the Central Highlands Footy League? No, not, no, Magpie doesn't put them pretty team there, no. Okay. Okay. There you go. Good on you. I don't think we've ever had a caller from no. Magpie, Matt, so thank you very much for calling and uh, enjoy the night. There's uh, Matt from Magpie. Hey, um, it's 26 minutes past 11. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. It starts in 2017. And uh, if you want more details full, on that, they? they are. They've done a fantastic job. 9409 They'll still take calls and they'll obviously, you know, enrolments they need enrolments for future years. So, Carlos, who was your young gun? It's a West Sydney Wanderers young boy. Scrambled well tonight. Yes. Showed a lot of athleticism. I've had a good look at him over, you know, since he's been brought in by Tony Popovich. Jonathan Aspro, as everyone knows him. Uh, I'll try and pronounce his surname. Aspro Potatomides. That's not bad. bad. And uh, he's just a great athlete, and I thought he did a wonderful job today. And he's getting better every week. So uh, it's, I suppose he's got one of the best centre halves Australia's ever produced as his coach. So he'd be learning a fair bit there. But you know what I like about him also? He's actually in, in a bad tackle when, when his opposition has gone down. More than once I've seen him go up, offer his hand, help the guy up. You like that? I love that. I love that. Very nice. There you go. That's uh, Carlos's young gun, Jonathan Aspro, with thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Let's take a break now and come back with the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Friday night final whistle. Melbourne City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 1-0. Franjic scored in the 19th minute. Lovely goal at Amy Park in front of 10,731 people. So... Decent crowd there, Warren. You happy with that? Yeah, good crowd. It's still midst of holidays. That's two crowds over 10,000. So anyone who's saying that the crowd's not building, there's been substantial lift in the crowd. I think it's fantastic. I mean, if they get a core of ten to 12,000 between now and in the, uh, yep. now the end I of the season, building. I think that's a really good... Uh, yep. you know, it's no, good no, to no, see I, you give Melbourne City some praise well, for something, you know, Carlos. If you listen to me, you'll know that I'm even-tempered about oh, these sorry, things. Oh, sorry, Rodrigo. I've got the, got the um, final statistics on the crowd. You've got 8,000 rusted on fans and 2,000 theatre-goers tonight, <laughs> so maybe they shouldn't be included. I would say that they've got 10,000... Rusted on fans. If you're getting them week after week, they're no longer theatre goers. So no theatre goers. By definition. Okay. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call tonight on the hot, hot, hot in the city hotline. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen on the, or the text message on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Or the hot, soft underbelly hotline. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. 
Evening, gents. Uh, funnily enough, I happen to uh, be the secretary of Bungaree <laughs> FNC and an avid city fan as well. Would love to have you at Bunga one day. Danny Frawley yeah. Oval is. I actually, I'm, the, yeah, the, the, it's Danny Frawley Oval. I've got to say, when I was kicking the pigskin around as an under 14. Did you play at Bungaree? I, I did. played at Bungaree, I did. yes. I, in, in the wooden change rooms where you're walking with yeah, your it's wood, actually, with I went past <laughs> Bungaree on the way to Creswick during yeah, the week, yeah. Carlos. Lovely little place. Danny Frawley Oval, as yeah. it's called now, yeah. has got fantastic facilities. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it could host an A League game almost. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Seriously. They'd love to have us. Let me finish the rest of the text. Um, in the winter, of course, uh, backed into a Ballarat City FC or even a Melbourne City NPL2 game. If you're interested, all the best. And Ole, BT from Ballarat. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. We'd be interested in that. Uh, I'd going go back to, to Bungaree this. tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. Send us uh, an email. As or... long as we can kick our soccer ball around the Bungaree <laughs> Oval, no problem. There you go. 942-9-11-16. Thanks for that, uh, BT. Let's go to Ralph in Frankston. G'day, Ralph, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day, guys. I don't know if you recall... Uh... Two weeks ago, uh, the 3-3 draw and how angry I was. Um, but uh, after tonight's game, it was probably, you know, one of the worst spectacles to watch. And I just think we're, we're lacking some, some type of confidence, whether or not our midfield's working together well enough. Um, I think the two guys in the central defence are, are, are good. Um, but, you know, I still think we're missing something. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, Unfortunately, I know it's a bit of a bad pun, but I think we're missing a little bit of that heart. That's a bit of heart and soul that Moy, Moy brought last year and Fornaroli did as well. But uh, the chemistry, I think, is a little bit lacking. We need to pretty much improve about 50 to 100% if we're going to do anything in the finals this year. Yeah, no, to make some interesting points, Ralph. I'll, I'll say a couple of things. I think... Um... One thing I do agree with, Carlos, is this if, this if this is the slump that City have had after winning the FFA Cup. They've got um, they've had five, four draws and a loss and now a win, so they're going okay. I think Bratton, to me, has been nowhere near what he was at the start of the season. There's a sense that he might be carrying something, and then, of course, there was the head knock last week. I personally think that the two central defenders will allow Kilkenny to move into the midfield. I think they've got a, for me, and it's an interesting one, Brandan didn't play today. I think they've been mucking around with Colazo. The only thing I'll say about John Van Schip, and Colazo was out for a while, and then he came back in, played his first full game in the FFA Cup final as a fullback. To me, he was playing in that midfield area with Bratton in the most in the highlight game of the season so far for Melbourne City against Melbourne Victory. Hasn't really got back to that spot. He played a bit more midfield today. So I, I think the mix of the team hasn't been there and needs to get a little bit better. So I'm a bit more glass half full than you. Um, but I think midfield, Bratton a bit off. Kilkenny now back in there. Calazzo, I think they'll be okay. Um, Fornaroli is not doing too bad for a guy who's out of form I think he's got 10 goals for the season Probably should have had 12 if he put the two in as penalties So he's going okay 23 points They're not going to miss top four They're still on, they're three points I think behind victory Victory with a game in hand I think Melbourne City could still finish top two So I think they're going okay I, th- I think personally Ralph That the, the, the issue with Melbourne City Is they've got a lot of good players in that squad and there's always a feeling, I think, with John, John Van Skip that, that every good player has to be put into the team. And if every good player is in the team, suddenly you're going to get players like Calazzo playing at full back. Uh, and you're going to get Kilkenny sometimes playing at centre half. So uh, I think the balance of the team sometimes catches up with them a little bit. Uh, but really, if, if, you know, as I said throughout the whole show, if, 
if they're just gone through their slump, if that's as bad as it gets, I think uh, at the end of the season they'll be saying that's a pretty good result. And they will. Look, if this team does go deep into the finals, it'd be scary because if they're switched on and they eliminate some of the arrogance, I think they play with their football sometimes and some of that complacency that creeps in. And they will do that like they did in the FFA Cup. They were really focused for the whole game. And they, in, in, uh, in that first derby, they were focused for the whole game. So I think in finals with this team, this group of winners, um, you know, players who've won a lot, I think that they are players who will, um, you know, will, you know, go quite deep, you know, and, and they'll play very, very well. But just before you go over there, Ralph, do you think that they should stay with the interim coaching group that they've got in there at the moment, led by Michael Valkanis, or should they bring in a new guy, perhaps from Europe or a big name, uh, to start ruling that change room? I, I personally think they should uh, bring someone in because if we are to win or go close to winning a, you know, in the finals this year and then we're going to have to go to um, you know, the ACL next year if we do win, we need someone taking over now to get that that happening. I, as good as uh, you know, we tried tonight. I don't think we we did anything you know miraculous, but I really think we need to bring someone in straight away. That's my opinion, and uh, hopefully, you know, Gambao would be a great fit, I think, or or someone of his ilk, or someone with that sort of imagination. But I really don't want another Dutch coach because uh, I think we've gone down that path and um, you know we get we often get stuck in that defensive mentality when we've got such a good attacking side that we're just not using the attacking to our strength so if we find that attacking coach who's able to harness that a bit better than what Van Skip did um, then I think that's the way to go. I think what they liked about Van Skip, I know people talk about the Dutch influence on Australian football with the FFA curriculum and what they, yeah, especially with Pim Verbeek and uh, Gus Hiddink and all that sort of stuff over the over the last couple of World Cup rotations, is that people forget that the Dutch are credited with what's happened at Barcelona through Johan Cruyff. And because of John Van Skip's relationship with Johan Cruyff and that whole, uh, you know, the Dutch influence on Spanish football, I think they're not looking at it as a Dutch influence, but more of a Spanish influence, even through JVS. That's why I think, you know, I'm pretty sure that the FaceTime uh, conversations between JVS and Pep Guardiola over, you know, the weekly FaceTime, you know, know, amongst the laughs and the jokes and all that sort of stuff, they probably were talking the same philosophy about the way they play football. So, yeah, he wasn't, you know, obviously a Dutch coach. People have had probably a little bit enough about the the Dutch influence, but let's not forget that the Dutch are credited with what happened to... But, or Johan Cruyff was credited with what happened to Barcelona. Thanks for your call there, Ralph. Really appreciate that. We've been talking about Michael Valkanis a lot of the night. A lot of our callers. Carlos, you've got the question, which sits at around, what, seven? Yeah. Um, what did uh, Ralph... Ralph wanted to uh, change? change. He changed. Yeah. Okay, so it's... 7-3. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's 8-3 now. There you go. 8-3. I'm looking at it upside down. Yeah. Hey, um, 942-911-16. Give us a call. Uh, still got a bit of time on the Diego's tonight. But uh, it'd be interesting to hear what Michael Valkanis had to say to Fox Sports straight after the uh, game tonight. Michael Valkanis, uh, Melbourne City boss at the moment, joins us right now. Michael, congratulations on the three points. We're sitting here as neutrals, and, I mean, we love the circus that you put on against Perth Glory, the 3-3. You guys as coaches probably didn't uh, agree so much. It was more entertaining on that occasion, but for you guys, tonight is more entertaining because you get three points. It wipes away any any other thoughts. 
No, look, it was uh, important to get the three points. Like I said before, that uh, we need the results. Uh, and it was important to have a clean sheet. Very important to have a clean sheet because we haven't done that in a while. So, all good. They yep. can enjoy it for tonight and then we start uh, working from tomorrow for next week. Boys? Um, with back four, you played a back four. Do you, how did you feel that work? Uh, Franjic and um, on, on the other side? Rosie. Rosie, <laughs> Rosie yeah, sorry. Rose. Uh, they, they managed to get forward a lot and managed to get into the box and create chances. Were you happy with their input to, to be able to put probably Western Sydney's fullbacks sitting a little bit deeper? Well, that was the plan. That's why we went to a four as well and to try to penetrate as much as we can from wide areas and getting our fullbacks overlapping. Uh, look, we know we've done the base work in regards to playing with the full and we, we know we're comfortable playing with the full. Part of the development of the team and the way we want to go about it is to be able to play with uh, a 3-4-3 as well, which I think there's been games that we've done well playing that way as well. But tonight was uh, it suited what we were going to do and the boys did well. And... Uh, I think we created enough chance to have finished off the game. I'm just a little bit disappointed uh, towards the end. In the middle part of the second half, where we dropped off a little bit and, and gave them space, and they took a little bit of control of the game. It wasn't for long, but we should have controlled the whole second half. One change that I liked uh, from a defensive point of view was uh, Luke Bradenoff and, and Osama Malik on. So you, you literally went to a back, back sort of six there, one nil up, you're at home, you know, comfortable. I thought that was a that was a move that we probably haven't seen from a Melbourne City perspective for a while. You know, usually it's more let's attack, let's attack, let's attack. That was more of a defensive move that that sort of settled the back line when when uh, Wanderers were getting on top. Yeah, we we sort of saw that they were getting on top, and that was the part where we were dropping off, and we needed some stability in midfield, and, and Mullet can offer us that, and he's. Uh, he can play number six, he can play a central defender and I think he's steadied the ship a bit and he's got those defensive qualities and the ability to hit diagonals as well and, and comfortable on the ball. So uh, we had to start controlling the midfield because at that point we started losing it a little bit. Last one, um, get your opinion on the red if you want to tip your hat into that one. And also there's a perception around that and I do <laughs> underline the word perception that you guys get a few calls in games. Would you agree with that or shoot that down? What do you mean we get calls? I call it like... Um, off the ball incidents, one was picked up tonight, which is fair enough. Other ones don't get picked up. It's a perception. I'm just asking you about it. Whether think, or not you agree yeah, with it or no, no, you totally I, disagree. No, I don't agree with it. I think there's a perception out there because it was put out there early by, by other coaches. And uh, at the time, I think it, it's worked for a period of time, putting our players off. But no, I don't agree with it. Fair enough, you don't care tonight because you've got three no, points. So that's it. there you go. Congratulations on that. Well done. And uh, good luck next week in Adelaide. That'll be an interesting trip for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some advice from the Cooper Stadium faithful, no doubt. Michael Valcanis joining us. There he is on Fox Sports uh, with the lads on Fox Sports. Yes, Warren. Well, I think Michael Valcanis passed Media 101 training. Yeah, I think good. he did a real good job with the press conference. What's Adam Peacock? We love Adam. I mean, I know he's a mate of you yours. You don't love him. No, I know he's no, a mate of yours, Don't Carlos. say you he's love him. You don't love him. You don't love him. <laughs> but unlike you, I won't You almost hate him as much as you hate Kevin Musket. Is that right? And Andrew Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, what's he going on about? There's a perception that Melbourne City get calls that other teams don't get. I mean... It's either there or not there. Why don't? Why doesn't? Instead of, instead of, going around the issue, Fauna Roly is faking free kicks or milking free kicks or getting free kicks he shouldn't, and Brandan milking or getting or not getting, and he was the beneficiary of the penalty that could have cost Perth the game. Brandan, when maybe he wasn't the first to foul and whatever else, 
this perception, like, let's take it on face value. Is there any question tonight that Bruno Fornaroli, whether he, and, and you he, know what? He used the wrong example. Uh, and, so Adam, what is Adam the Pe- example? No, early in, is, no what's early the perception no, example? In year one with Bruno Fornaroli. You know, year one. In year when when he was scoring goals for yeah, fun. okay. He could score goals but still go down a little bit too easily at different times, right? So, no, he did have a little bit of reputation. He was smart enough to, to, to make sure that he, uh, you know, that he you know, cleaned that up. What, what that moved towards, though, and I don't know whether Adam Peacock was talking about that tonight, but what it moved towards is he's actually very good with his back to goal. So if the defender is marking him quite closely from behind, uh, Bruno's been known to grab shirts and roll a defender while a defender is trying to... Oh, the get... John Aloisi thing. Well... Is that what we're talking but, about? But he, he does do it. He doesn't do it so much now, but he did do it. Uh, I but saw he... Castro do it uh, yeah, the other night. But every, but every time... Uh, this gets brought up, he, he adjusts his game for it. So you've got to give him some credit. Brendan, I don't know if it's lost in translation, but he still hasn't learnt about the fact that you just can't go down too oh, easily I, in the simulation aspect of it. But just he, ridiculous. Adam Peacock used the wrong, ex, uh, no, used the wrong he example used, he tonight. He asked the wrong question. No, it was a wrong example. But if he, if he actually had a good example, he may have been no, able to... No, you know, no, no. It's casting he's... aspersions. That's what he's doing? Well, no, no. He's Maybe. actually just asking the coach. and the, He gave the coach an opportunity to answer the oh, question. what's the coach going to say? Well, and, I thought the coach and, answered and, it quite well. And he, and he answered it in a very honest authentic way. Shouldn't have been asked. No. I mean, you asked the hard question, but that wasn't a hard question. What, what hard question would you ask Volcanus after the game? Is Bruno Fornaroli, is Bruno Fornaroli deliberately, maliciously and wantingly... Wantonly. Wantonly. And I would have... <laughs> wantingly... Yeah, he's got the yum shot tomorrow. That's what he's thinking about. Uh, so you pick that up, yeah. don't you? But what, what I... What <laughs> I picked that up. What... What I'm thinking is that Tommy Valcanis, no, Michael Valcanis has actually answered that the best way possible because using that as the example, and any, any example tonight, there was no simulation that it was obvious tonight from a, from a Bruno Fornaroli's point of view, and there was no Brandan simulation. The other guy who's been known to simulate is, is uh, Kilkenny at different times. Man but of the match but there was none of that on. tonight, so I don't know whether Adam Peacock was trying to bully the, co- the young coach uh, but he, I thought Michael Van Valcarnas handled that very, very he well. He did, and, and gets top marks for it. Just mm. move on. Don't don't talk about the journalist. That's that's the you know at the end of the day. No, that's no, really see, what matters. This is, this is another thing, Rodrigo. You know, we're not making journalists accountable for stupid questions. Let's take a break now and come back with more <laughs> of the final whistle on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of football. We'll never be on Fox Sports. We're nearly drawing the curtain on a final whistle here in eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of football. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you've got some final words tonight on the game where Melbourne City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers one nil, uh, Franius's goal was enough in the nineteenth minute at Amy Park. Ten thousand seven hundred and thirty-one people. Let's go to Brendan in Glen Iris. Thanks for calling, Brendan. Yeah, go guys. How are you going? Yeah, very, very well. Um, just a quick couple of points. Number one, you mentioned about the getting slightly favoured uh, Melbourne City. The actual facts this year are um, they've actually had. Uh, 240 uh, free kicks or 242 free kicks for 240 against. I think that's pretty even, and um, they're getting an average of three yellow cards a game, so uh, it's on. But uh, I just I was at the game tonight. I'm actually a city member and a vic- uh, and a victory member, so I can look at it uh, both ways if you like. So uh, 
whatever your allegiance is. And uh, it was one of the most exasperating wins I think I've ever been to. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, frustrating from the point of view that when they did get the man advantage, they didn't take advantage of it, you know. Mm. So uh, they didn't press. They let the West Sydney Wanderers come out, and in the end they nearly lost it, you know. So uh, it was uh, when they, they'd almost go past players and then they'd turn around and come back when they've, um, when they've already gone past them. It was... Uh, it was an extremely frustrating second half to watch. But, Brendan, you'd take a frustrating win over a frustrating draw in another way? Maybe I'm not easily pleased. I see the <laughs> talent they've got in the team. I see that, you know, um, it, it's, it, it's frustrating to watch people with talent um, not use it to the full extent, you know? So, and I mean, I'm pleased to see Jakobsen back in. I'm pleased to see Colazzo finally playing up somewhere near the forward line. And uh, it, it's uh, and Kamau played his best game, as someone said earlier on the panel, in, in the best game in five or six weeks. He's finally chasing the ball and running on and using that speed to advantage. But also it was the fact that he was moving away and uh, taking players with him and leaving the, open, the room open for Franich at the, to run down past him as well. So um, uh, that might have been a preconceived idea, but uh, certainly the diagonal was across inside the fullbacks. And I think that uh, Josh Rose, for the three or four good crosses he put in, he still turned to look back and pass backwards at every opportunity without even mm. looking forward until the last 10 minutes of the game when he actually started passing the feet. And uh, we started to get a few opportunities again. So, uh, um, you know, it, uh, I think if, they, if every player came out and played with the same intensity that Michael Valkanis used to play for mm. uh, when he was with Adelaide would be a better team because he was a miss he was niggle people he would annoy people he would get stuck in he would just everything for a win so hopefully they'll get a little bit of that and it rubs off on the team well that's one thing that i think he could probably bring to the table that maybe john van skip wasn't known for he may have been a guy that asked for a little bit more blood and guts uh, behind closed doors but he didn't sort of portray that in public, but Michael Vakanis, we, we all knew how he played football. If he didn't bleed, he didn't have a good game. That's uh, what he was like. But, Brendan, really quickly, mate, uh, very curious about you being a member for City and a member for Victory. What's that all about? I'll tell you what it's all about. I've been a member of both since day they both started. The whole idea was I support football, and it was supporting the notion of football and developing football. The whole idea originally was that you'd get a game every week. The fixturing this year has been terrible because they've been playing games one night after each other and it was one Saturday you go to City, the next Saturday you go to Victory. Mm. And, um, you know, I just love football. You know, it's um, I'm involved on a number of levels. So, it, you know, I just love it. But, Brendan, uh, the game's a winner. I know exactly what you're talking about, mate. That's <laughs> right. The game's a winner. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to go with one or the other, but well done, mate. And very, very quickly, should they stay with the interim coaching group or should they bring in someone new? Look, for the next couple of weeks, he's got his win, as someone said earlier on the panel. Um, he's got a win. It'll buy him another week or two. I mean, look, as they said, they're not going to rush into it. You know, you read all the rumours and, you know, geez, I even read about Andres Iniesta coming down there um, <laughs> in, the, in the, I think, I can't remember, it was 442 or something today. And I thought, yeah, if only. Because, I mean, he's still playing at a yeah. high level. So I don't think that, that'll be happening anytime soon, unless he got a Timmy Carl contract to say, I'll coach in two years, you know. Mm, uh, yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I'd say leave it for the next couple of weeks and let's not rush into it. But um, uh, as someone else also mentioned, that you've got to do it now before um, everyone else starts to uh, get on board and, and, and pick up coaches because of the season uh, not aligning with other seasons, you know? So 
Mate, thank you very much there, Brendan. That's, uh, that's, that's my view. That's yeah. why I'm happy when either the Melbourne team uh, plays or wins. Hey, well, Carlos, what's the final tally on that? The final <laughs> tally, I don't know if I've been writing them down the last couple, but it's about 10 to 4. All right, there you go. So uh, City will announce... Comprehensive. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, just uh, you know, some props here for Michael Valcanis from Andrew in Noble Park. I went to school with Michael Valcanis mm. at De La Salle for a few years. He was a good and serious oh. young man back then. He would do a good job for MCFC. We've got five minutes left. Can people send in a reference for Michael Valcanis? <laughs> yes. Because he's going to need references. You got your reference tonight, didn't you? Uh, from the other Carlos. From the other Carlos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Okay. It wasn't such a good reference, so I'm not going to go for the job. But, uh, but Michael Valcanis is going to need a reference. So send, please send in your references. We've got five minutes to go. Yeah, we're going to have to take a break, though, Carlos. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back with a little more on the Four Diego's final whistle on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us tonight, Melbourne City, Western Sydney Wanderers. It was a 1-0 victory to City. Uh, Fran Yates scored in the 19th minute. Not a bad crowd of 10,731 at Amy Park. A uh, few calls here. Dean in Crib Point. What about Ernie Merrick for coach? At least he has a good team at his command. I'll be shocked. Retired. Yeah, I'll be shocked. Why do players need to hold and kick the talented players like Bruno Fornaroli and not play the firm, fair game like Jakobsen or Barrow do? Protect the players who entertain, not hack. Allow for the beautiful game. I've seen Barrow take down players off the ball, and I've seen Jakobsen oh, attack his own players. They'll play the beautiful game and they'll play yeah, the rough game. They do it in a smart way. Not much time to go, though, boys, but tomorrow night uh, we've got the final whistle uh, at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Mm. It is a Saturday night. Danger Disco game, night. Carlos. Disco Adelaide, night. Adelaide United against Melbourne Victory. Danger. Absolutely. I think it's a danger game, Danger, too. Will Robinson. Danger. They lift whenever Victory goes to Adelaide, and, uh, of course, the crowd will be there. You talk about a hotbed. That'll be a hotbed Ooh. in uh, Hindmarsh. Do you think they'll get the half the drinks at the half in the first half and the well, second half? Well, they kicking off at 41 degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. pretty good. And, by the way, Adelaide's 41 is about... Twice as hot as the Melbourne's. And then haven't Victory got to go to like New Zealand and Perth in a very short period of time? It's a tough life, the the life of a professional footballer. Do they set up the front end of the plane? No. No? I think there's a select players who... (laughs) Who uh, who would be the victory yeah, well, players that would got, sit up the front got, end of the play? We got twenty seconds. Well, yep. <laughs> who would be demanding a business class seat <laughs> at that victory? Oh, look, definitely Barisha. Barisha, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, I think uh, Ben Calfalar for sure. He'd be we'll in the pilot. A, he'll, he'll have be a look with, on his face. Yeah, yeah. He'd be on his pilot. <laughs> and when the pilot sends him out of the cockpit, he'll be really upset definitely. too. So he gets kicked out of the cockpit. Make sure you're listening tomorrow when uh, Adelaide United take on Melbourne Victory. We'll be back. Obviously, the SEN call team will be there. We'll be on right after that. It's the end of the show. Thanks for your text messages and your phone calls. Remember, Carlos? We're a Puerto Rican girls hangout. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Every Samba Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever it is, girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Four Diego. Ole! Ole!